Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Appreciate the opportunity to come back and to be with you, folks, this evening. Appreciate what God's doing here. Yeah. We've, we've had the privilege to be with you now. It seems like two or three weeks. And it seems like it just keeps getting gooder and gooder and gooder every time we come here. I can't yeah. recall a time, church, that I was able to sit back in the pews and watch 20-something kids get up here and testify about what God's done for them. Amen. And it wasn't nothing about none of that show stuff. They were broken because they know where they were at before God touched them. And that blesses my soul. I see evidence of my own son. He talked about that thing for two days after the youth retreat. Yeah. And so I know God was evident. He was there. He was real. And I thank God for that. Yeah. Then we come here to Bible school. And Brother Tommy, boy, he didn't cut us no slack. Right. And uh, boy, how we, we feasted from the Word of God during Bible school. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Hebrews chapter number 10. Actually, that's one place we will be eventually. If you would, actually turn to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 where we're getting our reading from tonight. If you're glad you're saved, say amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen, Brother Jerry. i got to share something with you before I read it, if that's okay with y'all. <clears throat> Heading home the other day, I got a phone call from Brother Jerry. Normally, he don't call me. So I answered the phone. I said, hello. Guess what he told me? Thank God I'm saved. That's yeah. always on his heart. And I said, you call me and tell me that? Yeah. I said, well, I praise God for it too. I am too. Amen. And he hung the phone up. I thought, glory to God. What good news is that? Yeah. Amen. First Corinthians chapter number 13. We're going to read one verse while you're standing. And we'll, we'll pray and preach to you for a little while. Verse number 13, the Bible says, and now about a faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do for us tonight. God, we just pray that you just get us aside, hide us behind the cross, Lord, to help us to preach bold and true and strong, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, this word would be sown upon fertile ground that be made manifest, Lord, in each and every one here tonight. We pray, Lord God, that you just help us while we stand, God, and your will will be done. Lord, we thank you for the three special gifts that you left behind for us, Lord, to follow after, to love, and to serve, Lord. Thank you for each one. We pray that you to have your divine way, Lord. Most importantly, before we close this prayer, before we leave here, I pray that every soul was made whole tonight. Whether it be in a form of salvation or rededication or a stronger walk, perhaps, Lord, there's someone here tonight that just has a sin between you and, and them. Lord, I pray to make all things new tonight, Lord, through you and by you. And, Father, whatever happens, may we be careful to give you the praise, honor, and glory for it all. For we ask it all in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 You can be seated. <laughs> Faith, hope, and charity. I was actually studying the whole complete different scripture over in Hebrews. I was sharing with Brother Carl earlier that uh, I was looking at preaching about Brother Noah. 
And there's something there caught my attention as I started to study him out. And the more I got to digging, the more I couldn't find the bottom of this bucket. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself here in 1 Corinthians 13. We're going to cover some gifts that God has blessed us with. And I, I was sitting there and I was praying and kind of discerning the Lord. And he said, here's, here's your message. I said, well, they don't know all this. He said, go remind them. And sometimes, church, we need to be reminded. Yeah. Yeah. We need to be re-shown what God's done yeah. for us, what he's brought us from, what they're for, what, how to use them. In this day and time, I tell you, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. Yeah. And Brother Tommy, I have to piggyback on what he said during Bible school. You've got to get your word and hide in your heart because without this word of God, you ain't going to stand against the old devil. Yeah. He'll devour yeah. you. He'll spit you out and walk on you and make you just feel just flat out worthless and warped. Mm-hmm. And so as we open up the word of God in 1 Corinthians 13, uh, we read again, and now by the faith, hope, and charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And I started to kind of examine and pray about which direction to go with this. And, and I was looking at faith, and I was thinking to myself, I know what faith is, but how would I explain it to the church? And I started examining the word of God and praying for discernment. And faith, my friends, is what keeps us a-going. If you ever been at a time in your life to where you feel like giving up but you can't take that next step, amen, and all of a sudden there's a big gust of energy comes through you in the form of the Holy Spirit, that's your faith, amen. Your faith is what carries us through from day to day as we look back in our lives of what God has done for us, things he's brought us from and how many snares of the devil he's delivered us from. It's your faith tonight that may help you keep pressing forward, huh? fighting that good fight of faith. I wish I could tell you tonight that when you got born again, that was going to be everything going to be easy and smooth sailing. But my friends, faith takes the impossible and makes it possible tonight. And I tell you, when you try to stand for God very long or very much, you're going to realize just how much faith you're going to have to have to make it through the next minute of your life. As we read Hebrews chapter number 11, you will find in verse number 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I recall the time that we were lost, amen, to when God showed up in a mighty way. And you begin to wonder, how in the world can I receive such a precious gift of salvation? It is the amount of faith that God placed in your heart and drawed you to an old-fashioned altar of repentance, amen, and help you to realize that you was lost and undone without God. And I tell you tonight, friends, if it wasn't before the grace of God and our faith in that grace of God, we would certainly be devoured today. We wouldn't be sitting in New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. We wouldn't come to the Lord in prayer tonight if it wasn't before our faith in God. Amen. It's the time that he delivered you and you realize quick, fast, and in a hurry that it's a faith in God. Amen. That helps us take that next step in your life. I, I reminded sometimes in our past. When times we think well, we just might as well give up. Ain't nobody going to listen. I think about Brother Noah. He preached some 120 years that the flood was going to come and judgment was coming and people passed by and told him, oh, we don't even know what rain is. You've lost your mind. Amen. But it's our faith today, amen, that gets us anchored and secured in the Word of God. Amen. That helps us understand
saying that it ain't us that lives, but Christ liveth in me. It's our faith today that gets our prayers through to God because we have seen Him work by the eye of faith. Amen. It's faith that helps us keep pressing forward and pressing toward that prize of the mark of the high calling. It's our faith, amen, today that helps us to soar on wings as eagles. It's our faith, amen, the reason we come to the house of God and sing praises unto Him. It's our faith tonight that we can see God moving and somebody comes to you and ask how in the world can you say, can you can you have faith in God? You can't even see Him. It's that faith, amen, that you can see Him begin to move from breast to breast. It's the faith, amen, that we can see Him moving a certain person's body in a form of a testimony, in a form of preaching, or in a form of prayer. It's your faith, amen, that gets you through. Help us, Lord, not to neglect the faith. Hebrews chapter number 10, I'm going to read some verses to you. Verse number 19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest of, uh, into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and a full assurance of faith. There it is again. Having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Can I get a amen right there? Amen. There was a difference that took place in your life when God saved your wretched soul. There's a, there's a change that should take place that was evident to people that by faith, amen, they can see God moving. Let us read on. As the Bible says here in verse number 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. There's that precious word again, without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. I want to remind you sometimes, the old devil may poke his finger in front of your nose and make you think that God don't care about you. And I remind you, it's that faith, amen, that you can take your finger and show it back in his uh, with the word of God. And the Bible says, submit yourself before God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's that faith in God, amen, that gets that job done. I thank God for that precious gift of faith. Hope. Faith and hope. I'm kind of ignorant about half the toilets. I had to separate these things. For a long time, I correlated and made them all one, but no. They separate. Yeah, yeah. I was praying to God, give me a definition of some hope. Y'all are Baptists, y'all like to eat. I'm going to give you a little straight got shown. Y'all men, you're coming home when you're hungry. You say to yourself, well, I hope she had a steak cooked for me. Well done, spice taters. That'd be nice. I hope this car gets me to home. I hope, I hope this, I hope that. But this is a different kind of hope. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of hope, can I say to you tonight, you'll have a little bit of doubt in your mind. Yeah. She's probably had a bad day, and that stake's the last thing from her mind. The kind of hope that we're talking about tonight is the kind of hope that comes from God. This kind of hope is the evidence, amen, that He gives us. You've seen Him work, you've tasted of His righteousness. 
You've been a part of his life and him and yours. The hope that you have in God is an expectancy, amen, that he is faithful and that he is just to you, amen, to carry out uh, the precious promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell you, when you come to God in prayer and you start coming to him and worship him in spirit and in truth, it's that hope, amen, that blesses your socks off because you quickly realize that it's all about him and you're part of it, amen. Amen. And the Bible says if we're heirs, then we're joint heirs with Christ. It's that blessed hope. Amen. Not in a question anymore of fear, but it's that blessed hope that the Apostle Paul preaches about so much. He said, every man that hath this hope purifies himself even as he is pure. It's this kind of hope that we come to the Lord in prayer and self-believing in God that He is able. I don't know if He will, but I know that He is able to take the burdens off of you and lift you up and set your feet on a solid rock. And the Bible says, if a man will draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to Him. It's that blessed hope, amen, that we look to Him to answer prayers simply because He cares for you. That's the kind of hope that we have and the kind of hope that we need. You preachers, I hope I get amen right here. We get up behind the pulpit, preach our hearts out, and you look back to the congregation and you see people nodding off. You look back to the congregation and you might see some tears. You look back to the congregation, you might see a hand raised. And we have that little bit of blessed hope, Brother Carl and Brother Zach, that people would receive the Word of God. We have that little bit of hope that we can just get one person a little bit closer with God. It's well worth all the persecution. It's well worth all the backbiting. It's well worth all the people talking about you. Because let me tell you something. He died for the sin of the whole wide world. He died for them the same as He did us. Amen. It's because that blessed hope, if we could just get just enough gospel out to save the world and get people to realize, get their eyes on Jesus, the Bible says he's the author and finisher of our faith. If we have that little blessed hope, it's him, amen, and faith in him that we get behind here and see people draw nigh to God and their life can be changed in a moment, a twinkling of an eye. He specializes tonight in making people whole. I remember the revival back in 2018 that happened right here. Then Brother Cameron was preaching. And I remember sitting behind the pulpit, Brother Kenneth, and you could physically, by the eye of faith now, see the Holy Ghost of God move down this side of the church. He wouldn't miss a pew. He'd run up and down, down the back side of the church, up this side. Brother Paul got a big taste of it back there during that week. It came up here hitting me. I preached a little harder. Brother Cannon preached a little harder. Back down that side of the church it go. And it was just like the pool of Bethesda. I'm telling you the waters were troubled. And my oh my the knees that was bent because of the grace of God and the faith of God's men and the faith in God's women. And they came together and prayed in a unison and God showed up because of faith and because of hope in God. Tonight. Yeah. Amen. It's that hope. This is my favorite gift. Yeah. 
charity. Why is this so great? We just sang a song a little bit ago. I'm in a new world. One day after a while, I'm going to lay this old tabernacle down. And I'm going to wake up in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Guess what? I don't need no... (laughs) Well, glory. We don't need no faith anymore because now we're walking in sight. We don't need no hope anymore because it's all been made whole. But can I tell you what's going to follow you and what got you there is that precious word of charity. Amen. I love the song. Oh, love of God. How rich and pure. How measureless and strong. We shall forevermore endure the saints and angels song. Can I tell you what happened to that little song right there? The last stanza in that song they found on a maniac's wall in his cell. I'm telling you, he may have been a nut when he went in, but he was a glorified saved nut when God called him out of there. I'm telling you, the love of God can save your souls. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. How many folks tonight, I'm talking about religious folks, coming here, ain't no hope for them. He's been out in the world too long. He ain't used to the right kind of deodorant. He don't even eat steak for dinner. Ain't no hope for him. Ain't no hope for her. She's a scoundrel. But what you don't know, I believe is over there uh, in Peter, the apostle preaching. He said, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners whom I am chief. Hallelujah to God. He don't care how big you are. He don't care how bad you are. He don't care how many nickels you have to rub together. He don't care about you being a primitive Baptist or a Pentecostal or a Catholic. My friend, God's love is able to save and to the uttermost. He don't care how bad you sin, where you've been, or where you're at. My friends, God's love is able tonight. You say there's no hope. You don't know my God. You was lost once. Let me explain something to you. Just for illustration. I was 19 years old when I got born again. 19 years up until the hour I gave my heart to God. All I knew was flesh. It was almost impossible Almost. I'll get to that in a second. It was almost impossible to turn his flesh around just like that. You have to remember, we were born in a sin and shaped in iniquity. All we knew was sin. We were led by our conscience. I was for 19 years. I never spent the second in a car. I never killed nobody. But I was as lost as lost could be. And when Jesus came into my heart, I remember looking around, Brother Greg, thinking, what in the tarnation just happened to me? My little single wide double, my little single wide trailer could throw cash to the floor. All of a sudden, it didn't even matter. The only thing that mattered was Christ came in and sin moved out because of the love of God. Amen. The Bible said without the shedding of blood, there is no 
no remission of sins. Hey, can I tell it to you like this? Without the shed blood of God, amen, and without the shed blood of Jesus Christ, there is no hope. There is no faith. God is able. Don't lose sight of that. I think a lot about Christian folk, and it's happened to me. I'm telling my pastor, went me good during our Bible school. He asked a question. How many of y'all know any serial killers? Boy, I tell you, you can see smoke come out of some of our ears. We're trying to think hard of somebody. Nobody raised their hand. How about any murderers? No. He said something along the lines of, what if I told you you walk beside one every day and don't even know it? Boy, I sent chills down my spine. I'm saying this, church, we're in here religiously every time the doors is open. And I know gospel is being preached behind this sacred desk. I know if you were here and paying halfway attention, you know how Satan works. You know what to look for. You know what he smells like, what he feels like. But still yet, he's so deceiving, he gets us in a corner. Because the first second you're coming home, instead of praying to God or singing praises to Him, your mind's back on that state then. You're hoping your wife's going to fix you. Do you think that's silly? Bless God, let me tell you. If He can get your mind off of this God's precious word for a split second, He's done and robbed you of a split second of your life. This is a serious thing. It's life or death. But you've got to get in the word of God by faith and by the hope to receive the charity of God. Let me ask you this. How many of you adults has took that challenge to give us? How many verses have y'all memorized in the past couple of weeks? How many times have you opened your word up? And you wonder why we're getting devoured. Church, I'm telling you, this is a serious thing. These precious gifts God has given us to carry that light. These kids have tried their best up here during Bible school. When you're sad, you shine Jesus' light. When you're aggravated, you shine Jesus' light. When you're happy, guess what? You shine Jesus' light. Yeah, it's hard. But by faith, by hope, and by the love of God. I can't think of who said it right now. I find that when I'm doing good, evil's always present. Yeah. You're still in the flesh. You're going to struggle. Where's your hope come from? Jeremiah 17, 7, he said, Blessed is a man who just put put his trust in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. Mm -hmm. We sang that song, All My Hope's in Jesus. Is it really? Is is that your spare car? Is that your first go-to? People think we're crazy coming here. But if they would understand and give just a little bit of taste of that faith and a little bit of taste of that hope, the same thing that we have because we know what we have, believed in, and we are persuaded he is able to keep that which I have committed him against that. If they just get a little bit of taste of Jesus, can I tell you there's enough drawing power and the love of God to change the world today. Amen. Right. Faith, hope, and charity. But the greatest of these is charity. 
One more thought I'm going to share with you. It's a sickening thing that commitment is a thing of the past. I'm talking about marriages. I'm talking about in churches. Commitment is a thing of the past. What are you getting at, preacher? It's that love of God. The desire to be here on a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock is that love of God. When you come here and he gives you a double portion of that charity on Sunday morning, you want to come back Sunday night. When you get a big a triple dose of it on Sunday night, you start counting down the days to Wednesday night. I'm telling you, something changes in your heart if you only understand how important that love of God is. You start looking for that blessed hope of the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. You start having that faith, amen, as a grain of mustard seed. You start being all you can be for the glory of God. You learn real quick to deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow after it. The greatest day of my life is when I surrendered all that I had to Christ. It's that love. Faith, hope, and charity is some of the precious gifts. Some of y'all hit them to hard glove. I'm not going to lie to you. You want to. It's there, but my goodness, sometimes it's hard. What are you shaking your head for, Kenzie? You're... Some people's hard to love. I bet I was at one time. As lost as I was, but not one time did God turn his back on me. Amen. The only one that had every reason in the world to cast that person on. Nothing changes mine. The only one that was perfect could look back at me and call me out and call you out. And he still loved you. That's why that songwriter said, Oh, love of God, how it's pure. You can't measure. It's measureless and it's strong. It's that love of God that's able to keep what God gives me. God didn't put it in there. It took the love of God. He's no respect for person. I'm trying to close. They just keep feeding me. I'll keep it here for four more hours if I can. But I'm telling you tonight, church, we're going to learn to have that faith. Yes. Just, it don't take big hooping gobs full of it. It just takes a little bit as a grain of mustard seed. And guess what happens? When you have that, you start building a little bit of hope in Christ. And the more you see him out of that hope and that faith, the next time you start praying, you remember, God, what you've done for me. You remember how you answered that prayer. I'm having that same faith, and I'm holding you to it. Guess what? He's faithful and true. Amen. There's going to be times that we're going to let each other down. But I can tell you, he that will never leave you, he will never forsake you, because he went all the way, even until the end. 
And it's that love of God that when you draw your last breath, that's what's going to carry you on home. Preacher, what are you talking about? Being born again. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man laid down his life for his friend. You can't get away from it. We're living in a world today who's trying to completely redo this sacred word. They're trying to redo the plan of salvation. But praise God today, it's perfect and it's whole because he done did it. It's forever settled. Ain't going to worry about nothing. He didn't lay it out there for somebody to keep his country's eye and could still understand it. My boy was seven years old when he got born again. He could understand it. It's that love of God. That love. Faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest is charity. I don't know your hearts, what you've been struggling with today. God's saying he's about done with me. Instrumental's going to come to a song ready. Come on up to the song and start playing something soft. Yeah. Where's your faith at? We go out every morning. I hope the car's going to start. Mm-hmm. We go out every day and have faith that we're going to make it back home. We go out every day with some charity to heart, surely. But even we're limited. Where's your faith at? Psalm 118, he says, you better put your trust in the Lord and confidence in man. They remind you that's the very center of God's word. Right in the middle of it. God didn't plan that out on just by happenstance. He had a purpose for that being in the center of God's word. Trust in him. Have faith. Have hope. But the greatest thing is have charity. Charity never faileth. Charity upon us not itself. It's not puffed up. It's not easily provoked. That charity is what makes us a church. Charity is what makes your home a home. Charity is what makes your marriage a marriage. Even when you're fighting mad at each other, God says this ought not to be this way. It's charity that brings you back together and relays that solid foundation for you. But guess what? You've got to have that faith and you've got to have the hope. They're all together for a reason. Yeah. Tell you what, let's make a little easy. Let's stand up today and we get a song invitation ready. If there is a need at all, I beg and I plead with every fiber that I have in me, get things right with God. If your faith is wavered, if you ain't got no hope, and you ain't got no charity, now's the time to come. Amen. Between you and God, what are you going to do? The invitation. Go ahead, brother.